Welcome to 40 Cray, the podcast by a couple of 30-something dudes whose lives and responsibilities have not yet eclipsed their zeal. Stupid nerdy shit. From Warhammer to video games to tabletop role-playing games to uh, H. John Benjamin shows, if it's your fandom, or your tandem. As always, joined by my co-host, Ben Ellis Stephen. How you doing? H. John Benjamin is a good call out, Tom. I, that's actually, right? I don't I don't think there's a podcast in that niche yet, so maybe we should jump <laughs> on that. He is one of my favorites. What's your favorite H. John Benjamin show? I'm partial to home movies. I like home movies. I actually really like Bob's Burgers. It's, it's like, I don't think it's the best one, but it's the mm-hmm. easiest to watch. Yeah. And of course, Archer. Everyone loves Archer. Dr. Katz. Dr. Katz, professional therapist. Um, hey, there's somebody else here, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, you may have noticed a third person in our chat. <laughs> uh, Hello, it's me, and now Stardust if, Meteor. <laughs> if you're listening, you recognize the voice. <laughs> uh, we are joined by Gabrielle. How you doing? I never get to be a guest. I, I always am like, you know, the weird objective observer of like trivia delivering trivia and you know being the noob so glad i get to be like a yeah so now i'm I'm happy i get to have like a little piece of of reality that i might somewhat be an expert in is exciting Mm -hmm. which is which is a great segue to the topic of tonight's show Battletech. That's right. In the wake of the Warhammer. No, I'm kidding. Nobody cares about <laughs> Battletech. Sorry. It's MechWarrior was a fun game. Gabrielle, let me explain. A lot of people are mad at Warhammer for reasons we've talked about, and they're going to try to find other little fun things in the future that are somewhat grimdark. Maybe. Uh, anyway, Battletech, giant robots, people fighting. Fun concept. Not grimdark enough in my book. But we're not going to give any time to that because tonight, Today, that's right. Was that to me or to Battletech? <laughs> to Battletech. Oh, I, went, I wouldn't flick them off. They're fine. <laughs> now one of our two fans is going to be bad. We're talking about 90s kids TV, guys. They're not even going to listen to this episode. Like, oh, no Warhammer? Fuck Yeah, off. no Warhammer? No. <laughs> 90s kids TV. We, Tom, you and I were talking about it. Gab, you and I were talking about it. It is, it is a nostalgia dream. Yeah. You, you guys grew up in the 90s, right? How was that? <laughs> it was wild. The fever dream. Wild and crazy. Is that a, is that a uh, hint at something that might be on your list? No, but it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're listening and you weren't a kid between the age of, I don't know, like two and 12 in the 90s, you missed out on a lot of things. You missed out on neon, pink, orange, and blue and green colors on every advertisement. You missed out on the word extreme. Extreme. In like really inappropriate places, radical, uh, shameless attempts to appeal to kids. And you missed out on some goddamn great television. Oh, yeah. And Lisa Frank uh, sticker packages. Mm. Like oh, yeah. hundreds of stickers. Trapper keepers. Why uh, were trapper keepers not allowed in school? Why? I, I, I had them in school. 
You weren't allowed to have Jeopardy this? Okay, well, now you guys are going to think I'm crazy. There's a very <laughs> strict rule everywhere I went, like no Trapper Creepers, like, like, like it was demon, you know, like <laughs> it was Harry Potter book. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was a Maryland thing. Because huh. <sighs> we, we did yeah. spend the 90s in different places. I mean, Gabrielle, you were in Maryland the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you were in Long Island, I believe, New York. Yeah, yeah. And I was in uh, Pensacola, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, and the Washington, D.C. area for different parts of it. Well, re- you know what? I'll Google it. It can be like an <laughs> appendix item if uh, you know anything comes up. Appendix. I also had my appendix out in the 90s. That too. Yeah, I, I actually didn't. I don't know why that came to mind. Probably because I'm drinking and let's go. What's everybody drinking tonight? I've got just, just a Stella. Just like a nice refreshing beer. Tom, what's what's in your glass? So this well, that's very bright. Um, it's a white can, so it's probably difficult to <laughs> You have to do like the influencer thing where you like put it and you put like your hand behind it so that it, you know, adjusts. <laughs> oh yeah, it kind of works. Oh, it, that actually that kinda, kinda works. works. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, back East Brewing, a uh, double scoop. Uh, so there's an interesting story about this. Uh, when, <clears throat> ever since uh, I moved up here, uh, there's this like beer, wine, liquor store that's uh, in between my home and work uh, that I stop at. They, they have a good selection. And there's always been this one rack, uh, like in the, the beer cooler, there's one like loan space that has a little handwritten tag under the, the price tag that says limit one per customer. It's the only one in the whole store and it's always been sold out every time I've gone, uh, except for today. <laughs> and that's what this is. <laughs> so I finally picked up this, the elusive uh, beer that needs to be limited. <laughs> wow, it looks uh, like good. a leprechaun. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not very great. So do you... <laughs> I feel like you had mentioned like you were excited about this in another episode, like to get to try to get one one day. I wonder if the limit one per customer is to like reverse uh, psychology you to be like, oh, this is scarce. I should get this. And then it's not that good. Probably not going to be buying it again. Are you sure it's the same one every day or they just pick like they just found, you know, beer <laughs> that fell off a truck and they're like, we're going to put the limit one. It does have the little name price tag thing. Oh. Yeah. All right, well. So I knew it had something to do with ice cream, but uh, yeah, no. So I, I can't, uh, I can't recommend <laughs> if you're in the Connecticut area. Don't drink back east, double scoop. What do you, like, what is it like vanilla, chocolate, what? Uh, so uh, it's supposed, well, they use uh, citra hops. It's supposed to be reminiscent of like a creamsicle. Oh. Uh, but I'm just getting a very metallic, just weird there's there's a really long inside joke about creamsicles i'm not going to get you on this episode about Mm -hmm. our D &D campaign but anyway gab what's what's in your cup um gosh i'm super boring today it's been a long day it's been a long week so first i popped two ibuprofen um and then i feel like alcohol and ibuprofen they gate each other so i i'm here with a reduced sugar lemonade, which is maybe the lamest thing I could have brought 
um, to this show. You're off the show. <laughs> Other than like water, maybe. You will not be asked back. Actually, I, 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 <laughs> I did drink tap water on an episode, so that is true. Okay. Touche, salesman. So each of us came with our top five favorite 90s kids shows. So to be clear, they're 90s kids shows. Otherwise, like X-Files and Buffy and shit would be on there. Yeah. Gabrielle, you're looking off to the side, so I'm hoping that you did 90s kids shows. If you did 90s <laughs> adult shows, just use them. It's fine. Did you do all you 90s know, shows? Everything's, I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes I like to look around. <laughs> I, I like that your eyes just went like this. <laughs> That's okay. We're very professional here. So, so here's what we're going to do. I know Tom and, and you and I, uh, and, and actually Gabrielle too, were talking. It was hard to narrow it down. There's going to be a lot of honorable mentions in this nostalgia fest, but I'm going to suggest let's, let's go through our top, uh, top five and maybe we'll take a break before we get to number one for the honorable mentions. So I figured if there was one on my list that either of you had said, then I would skip it. <laughs> That's a smart idea. And then add maybe, one from yeah. your list. Maybe put in my two cents and then you know move on to the next one. I, so, I yeah. actually would, would be shocked if that doesn't happen based on knowing <laughs> some of your taste and knowing some of Gabrielle's taste. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Not Gab, because Gab's going to go redo her list. Uh, Tom, you, why don't I go first? I feel like I always make you go first. Okay. Because I'm because I'm always like kind of like stalling at the last minute, but this time I actually have a good list. <laughs> yeah. Um, Number five. So, so let me let me talk a little bit about my methodology too. Maybe maybe we could do that for a sec. I I picked shows. There's a lot of good stuff from the '90s. I picked shows that when I think about them now, as a 35 year old man, I get excited. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I remember like really good times, or that I really looked forward to that show. So there were probably some of the '90s that were just objectively better. But these for me, are my top five are the ones that like really, I, I still remember like, oh yeah, I would watch that if it was on TV. Like like Tom, what was your, is that similar to how you picked or, or what criteria uh, were you using? So I tried to, well, first I put a list of everything that I liked from the 90s. And then I tried to narrow down the different genres of show, I guess. So I had like a, a variety, you know, like the best one from each category. Uh, it didn't really work out so well that way, but uh, yeah, and I, I tried to be as varied as possible. That's, I think that's a smart way to do it. You have a little more procedure in it than I did. Gabrielle, <laughs> pretending that you did the right thing, what, what, how would you have chosen your kids' shows from the 90s? Um, well, in the 90s, I, I was, you know, even though technically I was 15, like when we got into the 2000s, I was bordering on sentiments the entire time. Like I just didn't, you know, I have, I have barely have memories of some things. I just liked the idea or I liked the jingle or the combination of neon colors. So um, tried to go with things that I could actually remember specific facts about in specific episodes. Cause there's a lot of things where I just, if I went back now, I'm just like, this is all, yeah. I don't know, my, my brain checked out. I went to another universe, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So we have the Ben way, which is kind of arbitrary, the Tom way, which is a little more process oriented, and then the Gabrielle way, which just sounds like an explosion of colors. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Perfect. It, seriously, though, do you guys remember those neon colors? Is it just me? Like every time I yeah. see neon pink and green, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. 
It just makes me think of that dark show we went to with the, the Uso brothers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when they were wearing like orange and neon green and you just heckled from the audience shouting, you look like a 90s commercial. And didn't they respond or something? <laughs> Somebody did. That was the same one where we got Big Show to break character for a second. Yeah. We like heckling wrestlers. All right, my number five, just based on, you know, just good feelings. I watched this a lot. I still remember the theme song, mm-hmm. Wishbone. Wishbone. <gasps> good one. What's the story, Wishbone? <laughs> That's all I can say before YouTube scraps this. Dude, that dog is and definitely dead. We're demonetized. Okay. And we're doing, well, we never were monetized. The, the dog is definitely dead. Yeah. Well. Some of it was super awkward. But to this day, there are some books that I only know the Wishbone version. I've never read Ivanhoe as an example. Don't know anything about it except the Wishbone version. Um, I, I just, it was a cute fucking dog. It's a great way to for, like trick kids into watching stuff. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I'm pretty sure that all of my, you know, literature knowledge was gained from Wishbone. And also my favorite part is the end of the episode, they'd have like a little TV trick or something. And I remember once they talked about like the Foley artist and basically it's just like, they, they had to do the sound of Wishbone's feet like on different floors. And as a woman with just long acrylic nails would just sit there and like tap her little nails on different <laughs> like areas. And that was her goddamn job. Like, I don't know why I didn't think that I could do that, but it's a mistake. And that's a union job. <laughs> Full benefits. If anyone uh, else taps their nails on the table, there'll be hell to pay. Um, do you guys remember your favorite like Wishbone episode? No. Okay. <laughs> You know what the worst part is, is I don't know what story this was. I think it was the end of the Odyssey. Where (laughs) Wishbone comes home and his wife is like, all these dudes moved in because they're trying to win her favor. And he has to prove that it's him um, and Odysseus. And the only person... He had, in order to prove he's Odysseus, he had to like shoot an arrow through like a whole bunch of like statue little hole things. And of course, Wishbone very convincingly like holds like a little dog arrow dogs. and shoots it through. Yeah. So I, I literally, I was actually going to say that same episode because in ninth grade, I think my English teacher either was hungover or gave up one day. <laughs> she just said, hey, watch this. It's about the Odyssey. And it was that episode. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got the name right then. It was <laughs> the Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's my number five, Wishbone, who's definitely dead. All right, Tom, what's your number it's five? It's just that enough. I can't stress that enough. The dog is no more. He was probably dead in the early 2000s. <laughs> Childhood uh, is over. There is no innocence. Uh, I don't think I have a particular order. Uh, so, I'm going to go with. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, fi- that fills out the game show uh, genre <laughs> of my list. Uh, I don't know. There was just something so fun about uh, watching these kids hobble over a moat <laughs> in like, the most inept way possible. You're like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Put the monkey together. <laughs> oh the silver monkey forget about it could never get the head the right way and 
It's not supposed to be looking at you. It's looking at the camera. Turn around. <laughs> so, uh, so, Tom, weren't you the one who told me? Oh, by the way, so, so for people who don't know, what is this show? So Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, was a game show. Uh, it, I believe there was eight teams of two kids, you know, two pairs or eight pairs of kids, uh, the silver snakes, the, the red jaguars, the uh, purple parrots, the whole bunch. Uh, and they would uh, get eliminated uh, through a series of events uh, that ultimately led to the, the final pair remaining would go into the temple. And it was like a um, was a not an obstacle course kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Olmec, <laughs> the talking stone head uh, sort of narrator, and Kirk Fogg, the host. Um, How do you remember the host's name? I don't Kirk remember Fogg. the host's name. Yeah, I remember Olmec. <laughs> um, and looking at that picture of Olmec's face, like I remember the, it was like a really badly paper mache mouth. Like yeah. you're like, what is that made out of? Because <laughs> you could see the creases yeah. when, when his mouth opened and, <laughs> and his eyes glue. Yeah. And then I love like today you can get all these shirts. Like that shows how much nostalgia there is for the show. Like you yeah. can buy the purple parrots, the green. Oh, go silver what? snakes. Silver snakes, orange iguanas. Anyway. Um. But yeah, then the, the final, the, the, the last two kids, they had three minutes to go into the temple and find uh, whatever random uh, artifact was the theme of the, the, the item of the show, you know, like a uh, shit, you know, find um, Ponce de Leon's uh, hat. <laughs> there was like real history involved. Yeah. Right? And then. And then the whole episode like would be centered around Ponce de Leon and the, the, the steps of knowledge, one of one of the the rounds, they would ask you questions. Like it was just kind of like a reading comprehension thing. They would tell you a story and then ask you questions. And you had to remember what you heard. Uh, <laughs> but it was all like based around this one thing. Um, yeah, so you go through the temple making your way room by room. There's all kinds of thing, you know, like, uh, obstacles and traps that you had to get through. And temple guards, if they grabbed you, you had to leave. <gasps> yeah, so you had, uh, in, in one of the things you earned pendants of life and the pendant of life could be exchanged to the temple guard that caught you in order for you to continue. <laughs> uh, but then if you got caught again, then your partner had to go and pick up and start from scratch. Uh, and they had to make it all the way through the temple, find Ponce de Leon's hat and then make it out in like three minutes. And then, uh, if you could do that, you went to space camp. Oh, was that the space camp one? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, oh, that's where I got the. Yeah. Was were you telling me it was rigged? Uh, so they they definitely uh, had a quota of how many kids could win, and they made it harder uh, at some point. Because if you ran into all three temple guards, then you were just out. Like there was no way to do it. So if they if they made only one path to the item uh, and they made sure that all the guards were along that path, then there was no way for you to win. So they, yeah. But it was still fun to watch. You know, we didn't know that as kids. 
(laughs) (laughs) That was, so there's only like, the only thing that makes me feel like that today is uh, Ninja Warrior. Every time I watch Ninja Warrior, I'm like, just let me on it. Just let me do it. Please, I have to try this out. And like, that's how I felt as a kid watching this show. Yes, Although exactly. I feel like we couldn't actually do Ninja Warrior, but we actually probably could do Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> now, as adults. As adults. You're going to space camp. Dude, That's this is a fun topic. I'm having a lot of nostalgia moments here. Right. This is only my number five. Legends of the Hidden Temple. All right. <laughs> That was a good one, Tom. Did I interrupt you? You were about to say something else about how awesome Legends were, wasn't it? Weren't you? No, no. This, I, like, no particular order. It's just the ones I'm going to. Yeah, I mine are a little bit in order. G- Gabrielle, are yours in order? Do you have a number five? I have a number one, and then everything else is like kind of tied for number two. Okay, well then save the number one for last. What's what's your first one tied for number two? Um. So I'm going to go with uh, Kablam next. Mm. Um, and mostly because it was really great for kids with ADD that couldn't watch more than five minutes at a time. And uh, they were, some of them were misses. There were a couple in there was like, oh, this one's stupid. Let me go get an Oreo, you know? Um, but my favorite was uh, the claymation where the alien teaches Bob. <laughs> Um, Prometheus and Bob. Prometheus and Bob, thank you. Um, that I mean, and looking back at some of those videos, it was definitely like it was good humor. It wasn't just like you know, <laughs> childish. Um, so yeah, for those who haven't seen it, it's kind of like a kid version of Robot Chicken, except uh, before good, eight second yeah. attention spans became a thing. It's more like five minute attention spans. And uh, the different shows included, um, and of course, I don't remember any of the names. So this is going to be like playing a game. One was all those superheroes. Like Action League Hero. Now. Action we talked League about now. them in a previous episode, yeah. <laughs> um, I did enjoy Action League Now. I think there's a lot of really good um, second wave feminism involved in, the, in that show as well. Um, and then... Uh, can you, you, know, can you name all the Action League Now people? Oh, there's Life with Loopy. Life with Loopy. Yeah, there's Loopy. But remember, it was the flesh. <laughs> there's the girl from Kablam being provocative. Oh, God. Google Images. <laughs> what the hell? That's weird. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Well, don't Google eSurance, by the way. <laughs> Apparently, the reason why they stopped doing the eSurance cartoons is because there was way too much like internet mm-hmm. fanfic on her and they had to rebrand the whole thing. So don't do it. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, the Action League now. The Flesh, super strong and super naked. Thunder Girl. She flies she, like thunder. Stinky Diver. Oh, yeah. And Melt Man. Oh, yeah. He would melt every time. Melt. <laughs> and don't you see the hands of people? Like just trying to melt him and like do things. <laughs> the magnifying glass. Mentioned, yeah. And the mayor was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there one where there was a dog that if like it if it peed like a missile was going to come out or something? I don't remember that. Okay, well anyway, so maybe that was insurance. <laughs> I don't know. So it was, it was Prometheus and Bob, the Action League Now, Life with Loopy was pretty good. 
Kablam was in my honorable mentions, by the way. It was a, I loved that show. I had so much yeah. fun with it. Yeah, I don't have anything super meaningful. It just really meshed with my ADD and my comprehension skills at mm -hmm. that time. Uh, let's see, Sniz and Fondue. I don't know what that is. I don't remember that <laughs> one. Uh, apparently that was a regular, uh, the Offbeats. That, that sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. I don't remember it though. And that those are the main regular ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel bad, but I, I hated life with Loopy. I don't know why, <laughs> but every time she came on, I'm, I, in my mind, I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> I don't want to watch you. <laughs> I don't care about your problems. And then wait for like the next one. All right, guys, we are on a roll. We had Kablam, we had Wishbone, was, and we had Legends of the Temple. Was, uh, was that on SNCC? I think it was originally, but then eventually it was on like more primetime hours. Because I remember watching it at like 5 p.m. at some point. Uh, let's see if it actually, I'm on the, the Wikipedia page because, you know, you can trust Wikipedia. Uh, does, I can't find it here, but I think you're right. I think originally it was SNCC, uh, much like a few other things uh, which might appear. That's actually probably a good segue to my number four. Are you afraid of the dark? You son of a bitch. <clears throat> was that on your list too? <laughs> yeah. So, so this show scared, uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that. The opening montage, like yeah. the beginning of the show. If you haven't seen this, do yourself a favor and just go watch Are You Afraid of the Dark opening. Yeah. It's like a minute long. It is terrifying. The shows themselves, the scariest thing is how Canadian they are. <laughs> a lot of people saying sorry, uh, which is nothing against Canadians. But like when you watch it as an adult, you're like, wow, there is there is some hardcore Canuck action going on in this. You know, yeah. like, oh, hey, oh, look, it's a ghost, eh? Oh, what a hoser. Like, I don't remember Ontario being the central location of all of these. Anyway, really scary, but in a kid-friendly way, preceded Goosebumps and all those other scary shows. And one mm. of the reasons I love this, as an adult, still really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Amanda, I think she still has it on her laptop, the entire series. You know, we could watch it at any given time, and it's still, still classic. It's not scary, but like you were talking about, that, that opening... Uh, just the atmosphere it creates and just the <laughs> so good so good what's funny is that i'd never as a kid actually watched an episode i was convinced that the if it's anything like the opening minute then i was gonna die um <laughs> so i would like test i would always be like i'm gonna watch the opening just to prove that i can and then i would switch <laughs> to another channel <laughs> like if you had to pick between the opening and the movie from the ring which would you do okay well as an adult i think that the are you afraid of the dark opening is palatable the only one i remember people saying like watching the dolls the ventriloquist dog doll in the attic was where the you know where they draw the line for me i think it was the swings um just hmm. the one swing moving Creepy. really got me all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on. I'm I actually gonna... really liked the video from the ring. I think it was well, it was well oh, done. Just the video from the ring, not the whole movie. The ring. Oh yeah, the movie was awful, but the the, the, the actual <laughs> video that killed you. 
Ooh. All right, that's that's terrifying. Are you guys ready? <laughs> ready. Uh, and the music. Oh man, just the mood. Oh, that's scary. That is. Oh, I hate these shutters. Flapping yeah. shutters. Oh, somebody left a skateboard. Ah! The clown. No, oh, the God, clown. I hate the clown. He's a hobo. <laughs> That is so well done. Good music too. Also, yeah. that was definitely like twenty seconds. So. Yeah, it's only twenty nine <laughs> seconds. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I, Tom, you remember that Halloween? It was only—it was recently. It was like six years ago. You, me, and your lovely wife Amanda. Maybe it was longer. Maybe seven <laughs> years. We just spent the whole day watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, they're still on her computer. Yeah. All right. That was another Snick, aka so Snick was the Saturday night Nick at, at late at night. It would get a little more adult. Right. Uh, that's my number four. Tom, what's your number four? Uh, I'm going to go with Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. Strong pick. Strong pick. Didn't even think about it, but it's a strong pick. Because okay. um, we're specifically going 90s. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been a STEM guy. So I watched uh, Mr. Wizard in the 80s. And uh, I think Bill Nye kind of picked up the torch and ran with it you know he, he took complex scientific uh you know ideas and and sort of made them relatable to kids and explained them in a way that it was easy to understand uh and i think that's a big part of what got me into you know science growing up yep did you uh, were you ever a bill nye person bill nye yeah he was amazing i think this is the only reason that I ended up learning any science. I, I think the I think the biggest breakthrough I had watching Bill Nye was centrifugal force because he was basically doing donuts in a car and he I don't know who he had in the passenger seat like a dummy, you know, and then he wanted to like he opens the door and lets them out. And I was think just something something popped in my head. Um what I think he was great. I remember it was another one of those things that you were talking about where like Gabrielle, where it was like in vignettes. So there was like an overarching theme, but then he would have like little videos in between. And I remember the only, this is like the only scene I really remember was they did a cover of that song, Two Princes <laughs> about some kind of science theme. I don't know, yeah, do you yeah. guys remember this? Yeah, that, that, was, that was the show. Uh... I don't even know what the original true two princes is. Spin doctors? I'm and if helping. you want to talk oh, for hours, go, go ahead now. That's a nice dance. Yeah. Anyway, Bill Nye. His energy. He's so excited. It was infectious. You couldn't help but love everything he was doing. And I mean, the fact that he's still doing what he's doing, and he doesn't look like it's been 30 years or whatever. Yeah, the man looks great. <laughs> it's almost like science is, is keeping him young. <laughs> so maybe I should be using sunscreen, eating while exercising and recycling. He's found the yeah. Lazarus pit. He's Oh, okay. Or he's found a Lazarus pit. <laughs> man, these are strong. I'm enjoying this. All right, Gabriel, what's the next one on your list? I think all right, I think my, my list is lacking a little bit, but um, Wild and Crazy Kids. So I know we've been said a little wild and crazy before, but um, I think this was mostly like a personal need where I never really got to go to camp and do these crazy like field games. 
every every time there was a field day, I lost my goddamn mind like at school. So this was basically field day on crack. And I think we were mentioning this the other day, Ben, just like also the kids were judges as well. Basically, Nickelodeon just gave power to children. They were yeah. like, you're in charge. <laughs> and we were like, thank you. We'll take that and run with it. Um, and then also just all the slime and the pies in the face is just, and again, neon colors. So. Can I, um, would you guys permit me to, uh, to show this one again? Because I just feel like this is really quintessential like neon color 90s stuff. Yep, it totally uh, encapsulates right. the neon colors of the 90s. This, this is super quintessential 90s. You remember the host names? Uh, Omar Gooding. Yeah. Who currently is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother. brother yeah. uh, Jeff something? Jeff Fox. Johnny Jeff Coat. Johnny Jeff Coat. And, and then the there girl. were two girls. One got replaced. Oh, what the hell is that? I don't remember her. Oh, <laughs> it's a good game. Oh, it wasn't Downey Jeff coat. He wears <laughs> Jeff as a coat, so it's the wrong guy. <laughs> oh, wild and crazy. Man, look at them, those colors and everything. That, Yeah, dude, I wanted to do some of those games so fucking bad. Yeah. That's I remember one episode. <laughs> one episode was, it took place in a mall. And like you had to like rollerblade through like the mall. It was like, what? You could do this in public? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Apparently, we were like really like we're like we obeyed rules so much that just the idea of rollerblading in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people shopping? They're gonna get in the way. <laughs> it's too destructive. Oh my god, it's extreme. <laughs> Oh man, those were fun times. All right, wild and crazy kids. So just to recap, we had Wishbone, we had uh, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, we had Kablam, we had uh, uh, Afraid of the Dark, we had Bill Nye the Science Guy, and we just had wild and crazy kids. I, do we even need to go on? This is all the nineties. <laughs> I, I think I'm like I'm so full of nineties. No, let's keep going on. You guys ready for my number three? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a random one, so let me explain it, but I'm going to okay. do it. Gargoyles. Yes, okay. So so here's why. I, I have a list, like just so people know I'm not lying. Here's, here's, here's my list. <laughs> there are so many, by the way, that is my actual handwriting. <laughs> there are so many on here. Um, the reason I picked Gargoyles, I had a bunch that were close to this, where it was kind of like a fun, like darker cartoon. Actually, no, you know what? I just realized... Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually not gonna have gargoyles. I was trying to find one in the dark, kind of like uh, more grim. noir, grim. Yeah. So this gargoyles was actually super tight, but I just thought of one that's way better. So gargoyles, you're out. You're now in the honorable mention category. Batman the animated series. You son of a bitch. That's my number one. God damn you. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that because I was just thinking, yeah. oh, you know, it was kind of dark. It was kind of grim, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that Batman yeah. show was phenomenal. Yeah. That's, everyone talked Batman. That thing was so good. Mm -hmm. Music, the guy's voice. Have you heard like in the apparently when they first hired that guy, like they just couldn't find a good Batman voice. And when he auditioned, like people were freaking out in the background. Like all the stagehands were just like, we found Batman. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and it's just, I don't know. He's just so effortlessly cool. And then even Batman Beyond. Later, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. 
yeah, the animated series was the first appearance of Harley Quinn. Uh, she was just really? she was just meant to be like a one-off sort of you know henchman under the Joker, but you know the fans ended up liking her or whatever. She kind of came a recurring character, and then she just blew up from there. So, so I will give a quick shout out to Gargoyles. It was a good show. It was Disney. It was a little edgy. It had um, oh, what's what's the guy's the vo- Keith David, who's got an amazing mm-hmm. voice, right? Um, and I remember really liking it. And when I was looking through cartoons, I had forgotten about. It. I was like, oh yeah, that was cool. Not at all compared to Batman. Like Batman was, <laughs> I would I remember there were some kids who lived across the street of me uh, from me. I was in Jacksonville, Florida when it came out, and I went over to their house and we watched the first episode. And we just like sat in silence for five minutes afterward. Because it was, because it kind of like, you know, like Wild and Crazy Kids, like Gab, you were saying it empowered you. Like Batman, it, it was like an actual show. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it was. I mean, it's for adults, really. Like, you know, it's not really dumbed down at all. Sorry for interrupting you. But also I'm just looking at pictures of like the, the animation style, the art style, I think was also just beautiful. And then super unrealistic cat eye goals. <laughs> Um, like from all the females, you're just like, what am I do now? Just shoot myself in the face. How am I supposed to look like this? Um, <laughs> there were a lot of, I remember even thinking that like Poison Ivy, I think was one of my first crushes. I was like, she's pretty. <laughs> um, do you guys want to see the intro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you do. All right, here we go. I'm probably breaking a bunch of copy. We're not monetizing this anyway, so I'm hoping people are okay with it. It's, it's, it's less than whatever 80% of the screen or whatever the rule is. <laughs> This Do you remember the music too? Very moody, yeah. This created a good atmosphere. Very Art Deco. The shading, it's, it's it's always at night too. Well, yeah, Gotham City is always it's always nighttime. Yeah. Oh gosh, that the the trumpet. Oh man. <laughs> I think that's the coolest Batmobile, by the way. It just looks like okay, yeah, okay, that's an actual car that does things. Like, notice we're all silent because we're enjoying it, right? <laughs> like, Batman's in silhouette, but so are the villains. You know, it's like, you can't... They're one and the same, right? He's kind of an anti-hero. Also, I think even the fight choreography, they must have had actual, like... I hope they did. You know, they had stunt guys in the background in, like, a warehouse somewhere. Somebody got to be Batman. But you see, like, like the red the mo- sky? The mocap uh. suit. Yeah, that's that's this is actually mocap suits were invented for Batman the animated series. <laughs> hey, you know what else? This is where uh, Mark Hamill was the Joker for the first time, and he's pretty much done it along with Kevin Conroy and like all the video games and pretty much everything else. Yeah, one of my favorite Jokers. Likewise. Um, oh man, I'm so glad we did this. I can't believe I forgot about that show. I probably would have put that like at number two if I had remembered it. Oh, well. Tom, was that your number one? No, but it it was up there. So Gargoyle, sorry you get knocked out. You were pretty good, but just go fuck yourself compared to Batman. Like Batman was so good. Fucking Batman. Fucking Batman. All right, that was my I don't know, fuck number three, whatever. Tom, I'm I have goosebumps from watching that intro, you know. Hi, welcome to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>